Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional-grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm here in St. Louis, Missouri, joined uh, by Taylor McGraw up hey, in the studio. Up in the studio. Um, Brian is here in Los Angeles. Hello. Noah is in Arizona. Um, people have wondered what happened to Anya, and I'm sorry I never announced it. Um, she just was a regular, obviously, on the show for a while, and then... Um, I couldn't afford her <laughs> because we don't have a budget for guests and it's coming out of my pocket and she um, felt her worth was more than I could give. And I totally agreed you, with her. But then uh, Taylor <laughs> stepped in and said, I have no worth. Uh, I'll take whatever you can Literally give me, bitch. <laughs> and, this um, coffee? Fine. No, um, Anya's going to be back tomorrow. She just, you know, it, it was something that she was like, you know, I, I either want this or you know she just put her foot down but the drama there were all these comments like drama where's anya what happened to anya oh right yeah no she's still my best friend she's still uh, a part of the show her love will never die like it's not like the andrew situation where it's like guys we just need some space we're going to talk about it again at another time it's um there's no drama behind it it is literally like hey um i like doing the show but can i get paid more and i was like I don't have any more money to give you from the show and I don't really want to pay out of my own pocket more because not that you, she doesn't have value to me. It's just like, you know, I only make so much on this show and she was, she understood that I understood her. And I, I literally said to her, do you want to give less? <laughs> just give less. I was like, <laughs> do, you know I mean? do a half-ass job. Like, I was like, and she's so cute. Cause she was like, I can't do a bad job. You know, I can't phone mm-hmm. it in, but I, I, I think, I, I agree with that too. Like you either get, she's like an all or nothing kind of person. So she'll come back to the show when she wants to ha- make a little extra cash or just because she wants to. But um, uh, that's the reason. And don't you guys go off and comment like Nikki's so cheap. I'm mean, not that anyone would say that, but maybe I would think that like, well, you're, you have money, just pay her more. Um, 
she's already an employee for me on another th- thing. Like it's just, it's just too much. And it's none of your business to be honest with you. And uh, <laughs> not that you even asked, but it's, uh, I'm sharing all <laughs> yeah, of this like, like, in case your, you do say like, anything. Really <laughs> <laughs> there's an answer the already. Like two behind. It really, <laughs> it's two behind, behind, but it's just like, uh, otherwise I'm going to say like, what else could I say? I don't know. Like, it, but there is no bad, there's no bad blood. We are still friends. But if you She's if you want to hear tomorrow. what actually happened, you got to subscribe <laughs> to Diamond Players Club. Oh, then yeah. we'll tell you, <laughs> really give you the dirt. Then we'll tell you the we'll real drama. We'll tell you how much I was paying her. We'll tell yeah. you the amount, and yeah. you can go what? We have Nikki, a transcript cheap of the conversation that Anya <laughs> and Nikki had when talking oh about money. Yeah, what are we gonna do for our next um, player Diamond Players episode? We yeah, We're we try to secrets. do something. I know I'm I'm trying to collect more and then I the problem is not telling them on here because I truly don't have anything to hide. Yeah. Except the things I don't want to hide are or the things I hide now are just like name dropping things or yeah. like um, I want to know them all. Just stuff I'm that subscribe. Stuff that I wouldn't care if that person said it about me but like mm. that person might get hear it back no, to them. No, you're an open Because book. like I've said before. Yeah, I'm pretty You're like I'm a dictionary open. on one of those stands in a library. I always turn it to dick or penis. You do, yeah. Taylor works in libraries. You turn it to penis. Yeah, I turn turn it to penis or like anal or something. But maybe they're just thinking you're looking up the word analysis. Oh yeah. Like, do you highlight the word anal or do you put like the? Uh, Not no, I don't do like the Ramses did, where the (laughs) dictionary was open and pointed. The corner was pointed to incest. What in the Ramses dictionary? I usually after John Bonet died. Oh my god! It's a true. Wait, do they have pictures of it and stuff? No, I've looked everywhere. Well, then, but the police wrote it. Okay, Mm. I usually rip out the page that says anal and then bring it home with me. (laughs) Jack off. You're like, I don't want anyone knowing what this is besides me. Yeah. Um. Wait, Taylor. Oh, I'm trying to say Taylor's hair. You have just have a little fly. Taylor's hair. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's nice. I thought you were like, you've got to ask her about her hair. What's going on with it? <laughs> when are you going to fix that shit? There. I know. Okay. I saw it and I honestly, there was nothing in me that was like, fix it. I just like, <laughs> I think I just love you the way I you are. I just feel like, Nikki, and you always like have told me if, totally. if there's like a little smudge or something just to tell you, just you'd yes. rather know. So I was passing that on. Yeah. No, I, know, I appreciate you it. You were no, good I, looking out. I, I don't was it. not thinking, but I did see it. And <laughs> that makes me question my whole being. Do you ever like, catch yourself being called on something and you're like, oh yeah, I totally did. Like, it's like a night and day. You're like, Shrr. it's like you go into a fugue and you're like, I was doing this wrong the whole time. Or no, like no you know that you did something, but in the moment you didn't know it was wrong. Yes. I just did that. I can't talk about it on here though. I really? Okay. Diamond players. <laughs> <laughs> or let's just save it for that. Maybe yeah. you could come on and tell us what it was about. Um, So... Big, lots has happened since the last time I was here. I was in Arkansas. I was in New York. I was in, um, where were we this weekend? Oh Rehoboth. my goodness. Rehoboth. Which is what was the Bob name. Saget thing in New York? Yeah, okay. in New York for that. And then we rounded out the weekend in, boy, Atlantic City. Ah, yes. Oh my God. So many things to talk about. But yeah, I did. I went to New York on Wednesday from Arkansas to um, be a part of this Bob Saget Scleroderma Research Foundation uh, annual show that they do to raise money. It's so weird. They started this charity 30 years ago or they started this charity event 
30 years ago and Bob got asked to be on it, I think the f- after the first year, the second year they did it. And it's for scleroderma. It's like this horrible like kind of skin disease <gasps> that it's no cure and it's really painful and it's mm. awful, awful, awful. And um and he did the he did it the first the second year and then the next year his sister got scleroderma, died oh of it. God. Very oh rare God. disease. So then Bob what? was a part of this whole thing for years and years until he died. He you know, during the pandemic I did Bob called me and asked me to do a song for it. I did another thing. I've I've done something for it. I think uh, two out of the last three years. Last year I was supposed to, but I I, I had the v- vocal cord surgery, so I couldn't talk, so I couldn't do the show. So I did this year, and it was fucking awesome uh. because I flew in. I got put up in a nice hotel. Thank you so much to Adam Saget, um, Bob's nephew, who hooked it up and like made my stay so comfortable. And and then the event was in the in the hotel. It was like the ballroom of the hotel. I didn't even oh. have to leave. Oh, yeah. I just yeah. go down to it. And then it's me and Ronnie Chang, who I love, oh, is cool. so nice. We hung out backstage. I've never really like hung out with him. He had a yeah. story of like, oh, when I first, I went to visit New York in 2010 and you helped me and my friend like get on a bar show. And I didn't remember it. It's so weird that you there can't you remember things. But I think I had yeah. a crush on his friend. He reminded me who his friend was. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think I did that because I had a little crushy poo. Um, but also, you know, I, I would do that anyway. But I do remember maybe. And then I, I think uh, I'm not going to say what ended up happening. But because um, it's mean. It's not juicy. Oh, um, but no, Ronnie Chang is awesome and yeah. so funny. I had never seen. I'd, I've seen clips, but I had never seen his stand up. I never sat and watched it. And that's not me being like. I don't care about stand like you just don't see comedians and I'll get into that in a second when we talk about someone else but you just like d- I don't know I just don't watch that much comedy there's nothing um, I'd rather do less than go to a comedy show uh, yeah that's the way I used to feel that's the way I used to feel oh shit but it changed oh. past Saturday yeah oh, things my changed God. I want to go to but also shows. watching Ronnie Chang I you know why I watch comedy I watch it like this oh okay that that's really close to what I'm gonna be talking about on my special please don't do the joke I'm gonna do please don't have a take that's better than mine please yeah. don't have the opposite take that proves my take wrong like <laughs> oh god don't do because a lot of times you'll hear a joke about a topic that you are tackling and it'll just graze it yeah. it'll just like just touch it but it won't dig in but now it's dead because anytime you go into that again you'd have to kind of graze it the way they did to get deep and people would call you a thief you know so it's dead if someone just like touches a subject Ah. that is a little bit of the same take it's only if their thing is on a only if that bit becomes like their signature bit and famous no because even in the comedy community I don't ever want like even five people thinking like she saw that at an open mic or whatever like I wouldn't even but there's gonna be things at open mic you're not watching all the open mics I know, but the, if someone can place me at one where I saw one, that's why I don't like to watch comedy is because if sure. I don't see it, then I can do the joke. And if someone accuses me of stealing it, I'll be like, I don't even watch that person. Mm. So sometimes I see something, I'm like, I wish I would have just left the room because I could keep doing my bit and it wouldn't have, I wouldn't, I would have been earnest about it, not knowing that someone else had it. the armor of ignorance. Yeah, but it's not good <laughs> because you find inspiration. And Ronnie yeah. Chang was so funny. And he was talking about fertility issues with him and his wife. He was talking about having kids. So it was a lot of like the same stuff that I talk about, oh, but it was no. like from his perspective and it was nothing, nothing touched on anything I did. Thank fucking God. It was really funny. He was so good. He's like, he was talking, and then we just about, were talking dog, about Luigi. He was talking about what it's like to host <laughs> F-Boy Island. A lot of topics were grazed, honestly. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> 
it left me with not much else to do. It's just <laughs> at the end of it. I, I, he didn't talk about having, um, you know, significant labia. So thank God. Yes. But aren't but, you going to like run out of topics in this world then? No, no it's just not like have a topic. To it's like not like someone does analytical. a topic about, okay, let me like someone can, two people can do topics about, you know, the airplane. Okay. Here's an example. I was trying to make a bit about magnifying mirrors in bathrooms at uh-huh. hotels and how they're horrifying and Ellen. no one needs to see that and it sucks. But have I said this before? And then I was reading Ellen DeGeneres' book and she starts with an entire... All she does is talk about the magnifying mirror in the first two pages of this book I'm reading. And she literally covers every joke that could be done about it. Like, <laughs> sure. she, Looks like the moon. Looks like a sandwich. Looks like... like yes. Every, she just lists all the things. It and, was so <laughs> funny and so well done. And I was just like, well, that's done for me. But if we... Let's say I had a bit about a magnifying mirror, but it was like, my point was, I love them. Or my point was, um, they make me feel bad about myself for this reason. But she's saying, oh, they make me feel bad because of my wrinkles. I say they make me feel bad for my pore size. Mm. That could, we could still do right. those. Okay, I got it. But if we're both saying like, it shows you their skin so close up, it looks like the surface of blah, blah. And she says the moon and I say Mars or some other surface that looks like the moon. That's, you shouldn't do that. Yeah. I think that's the rule, kind of. Got it. At least that I follow. But I just said that it looked like the moon, but I never heard anybody stand up. So I, was I really just have to be very that that. careful with what I say to not you be don't. a hack. <laughs> because no one's going to think you're... Because <laughs> I'm hack. not on a stage. You're not on a stage. Um, <laughs> and I won't ever be. <laughs> you could be if you want. You could. Hey, All of my friends yeah. could be comedians, but they just don't need that. Um, scary. And then, why is it scary? To go on a stage. Yes. Why? Because I mean, I know why, but I just want to th- hear like why. Like, I'm interested in like what. What is the fear? Well, I have OCD, so I would think that I would pee my pants or something like ridiculous that would like never happen. That one girl at prom after prom. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cassie. Was it Cassie? I don't remember who it was. I don't remember her last name, but I believe it was something uh, Cassie. But that was what solidified that hypnotists are real and real that it's real. Ass. Because we were like, no, there's no way hypnotists are really real. Like people just want to they're act doing it goofy to- and pretend that their chair is of, you know, uh, their their husband and pump it or whatever. Like they're just putting on an act. Because they're like helping the hypnotist. They're being yeah. part of it. But man, Not this girl so. got hypnotized. She was a, she's not, She wasn't particularly an outgoing person, but she wasn't so, so shy. She was just normal. Mm-hmm. She goes up. She gets hypnotized. This is at, an, at Taylor's after prom. Taylor's in a grade above me. I got snuck in because Taylor brought me along. I was a junior at a senior prom thing. And that's hypnotist said, your chairs are on fire. And she pissed her pants in fear. Wow. That her and chair then was on continued fire. And then to continued. walk around not knowing that she did it. No, and then she took off her sweatshirt and tied it around her waist. <gasps> like her did. Yeah, like our friend who, who has <laughs> bladder problems and would piss her pants every time she laughed too hard. It's a thing. But that proved yeah. it because I was like, no one would choose to pee their pants in front of oh. their high school senior class. No. Also, there was a girl. Um, I, it was I don't remember who this was either. But he said something like, "Do your favorite sex position or something, or something like that." Like, mm-hmm. show me you're making out. It, you know, it was at high school, yeah, so high maybe school, it wasn't so sex. But <laughs> this girl who was like a very Christian girl was like kind of going a little buck on it. Yeah. And then, and then when I remember when Cassie or whoever it was. He he went like, okay, ready, set, you're awake, and snapped. 
she like <gasps> that's ran. that's right. That's when she did the sweatshirt thing. She, like yeah. when she woke up out of it. But she in it, she thought her chair was on fire. And as you would, you would piss your pants in fear if your chair combusted. or to put out the fire. Mm, yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I never even thought about that. She She's was very good. Smart, resourceful. Yeah, resourceful. Um, but yeah, I saw Ronnie Chang, and then Michael Che was also on the show, and he we didn't hang out backstage, but he showed up. Um, Chang and Chang. Che and Chang and Nikki Che Chang, Che Chang, Chang Chang, the Chowning Crows. The ch- wow, the Chowning Crows. <laughs> yes, oh, so the they had music the at the shows. end. Oh. I prefer the Chowning Shows. <laughs> the Chowning Shows, <laughs> Counting um, Chosing Time. Yeah, that's is um, that them? <laughs> I think that's like what's that even. band? It's that's like not Fast House or Lighthouse or something. Fastball, Fastball. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sorry, I don't think band. so. Actually, uh, it sounds that's close. something though. Yes, someone at home knows, and we're not gonna look it up. Closing time but, is semi-sonic. Um, oh, yeah, we were so close. Semi-sonic. <laughs> yeah, all those well, bands. Fastballs go fast, almost like sonic speed. Yeah. Oh yeah, so it's somewhere yeah, in there. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, Rodney Chang went up Jeff Ross was hosting they were doing like an auction it was like a dinner it was this banquet it was a really like uh, lovely affair. Uh, dressy affair yes and Jeff hosts Ronnie went up, went up I follow Ronnie I do so so it was fine not my best but definitely got the job done and then um, and we were all telling stories about Bob which Ronnie kind of kicked off which like at the end Ronnie was like I just want to say Bob, like, you know, he told a story about Bob um, just being really just an amazing person and, like, seeking out friendship and always wanting to hang. And, like, uh, I, I, for, I really forget uh, because I was, like, getting ready for my set. But he said something nice. So at the end of my set, I got to share a nice little thing about Bob. And then Che went up. Che killed. Che was hilarious. Che also did jokes that I was like, stop. Stop right now. Stop going there. That's really close to what I'm doing. And then he, he didn't go all the way there. I was, thank God. My dogs are fighting at my legs. If you guys want to watch on YouTube, the dogs are wrestling it's at so my feet, which is what they always do. They just need to wrestle on you. And this is when they're the happiest. They they're so attention. relaxed because two people they love are hanging in a room and talking. We're not watching. T- like, we're everywhere. Everyone we they love is so where funny. they want it to be. And they are just. We will look at them also if they want. Yeah. And they love it. If not, they just stare, stand far away and stare at you until you reach oh, the position. The, the, the stares I've been getting while watching these dogs for my parents while they're out of town. It's like they just. Luigi almost. I think yesterday. He glared at me. I saw him just like disgusted with like you. you we should be playing right now. You fucking lazy piece of shit. Um, he doesn't play. Uh, yeah, but he's playing right now. He Only will with play. Marion. So, um, but then Counting Crows. I'm flipping out about Counting Crows because I love them. Taylor and I loved Ugh. them in high school. It was Dave Matthews Band. Forever. It was Counting Crows. It was John Mayer for me. I don't know if you were onto John Mayer that much, but those were like my trifecta. <laughs> and we went to see Counting Crows in September of maybe 2000. You know it was September? 9-11. Oh. I don't know. It just felt fall. Maybe it's because mm. it was August and everything after. Were you and everything flannels? after started in September. <laughs> if you were in your <laughs> flannels, it was why. definitely fall. Mm-hmm. We didn't. We it was at the flannels. American Theater, which I think is something else now. And we were front row because we were... This is the best thing I ever did as a teen. I learned because someone recently was talking to me about going to eras and I go, if you're not on the floor and you've seen the eras movie, I don't even think it's worth going to like you gotta be close because if you've seen the movie, yeah. you've had a front row seat and you're good. It's not going to be as good as the movie because 
the experience of the movie is great because you're with a bunch of Swifties and they're all singing. Like I would say, oh, the movie at home is not as good as experience. But the movie at a theater is as good as going to Era's show on the floor. But you got to sit on the floor because once you're up close, you can't go back because we would always do that in in high school. We would be up close. We'd get general admission. We'd get there early and we we'd get to the front because mm-hmm. it's the best. And then um, so we We're went hanging to- out with Beetle Bob. Oh yeah, there was a, a famous St. Louis sin g- guy who Rip. would go to every concert every single night in St. Louis. He's at every single one. He was he died mm-hmm. recently, but mm-hmm. and he would dance and he had a Beatle haircut and he would dance and everyone knew him as Beetle Bob and he would be at every single show in St. Louis all the time and we saw him all the time. He recently passed away. Rest beats Beetle Bob. Um, I'll tell you what the Counting Crows the rest of the story when we get back because we have to go to break. But um, something embarrassing happened um, during. That. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> Wait, why? I'm proud of of what happened. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I told I'm you in the girls' chat. aftermath. Yeah, it was it was not it was not oh, you're my talking best about show. at your thing. I thought you were talking about when we were kids. Oh, when we were kids, everything's embarrassing. Yeah, the whole thing's embarrassing. We'll find <laughs> out about all that when we get back. After this. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. All right. The dogs are still fighting. So I'm at this event. Jeff Ross is on stage. Michael Che has just gone up. Now it's time for Counting Crows. He's about to bring up Counting Crows. And I am on the side, like, so excited because I'm, like, nearly front row. But I'm, like, on the side. And um, I'm feeling like... I'm like, I can't believe I get to watch. And it's just Adam and his guitarist. I forget the guy's name, but it's just those two, Adam Duritz. It's not like the whole band. And 
Jeff is about to introduce them. And I'm kind of like looking at Jeff, like involve me in this, please. <laughs> like, I just want to be involved. And, uh, and Jeff is like, as they're setting up, Jeff's kind of killing time by talking about like, I love these guys. I've seen them so many times. They're one of the greatest bands, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, who here in the room is a kind of gross fan? And I was like, me, me. <laughs> and then I was like, can I come up? And Jeff's like, yeah, get up here. So Jeff and Jeff is always like, we're, we're buds. So he was like, yeah, come up. So I grab a mic and Jeff and I are on stage. And I was like, I just didn't plan it right. Okay. Like I should have, <laughs> oh, no. I should have had a plan knowing that I possibly could have been speaking into a microphone about my love of counting crows <laughs> and my history of loving counting crows. Oh, because I would have just had a beat to like, Think of the punchlines, ease the crowd into what I was about to say. So instead, I w ran up on stage and I just go, I love these guys so much. Adam Duritz, I saw you in high school. I was obsessed with you in high school. My friends and I touched you. We went home. We put our fingers on masking tape so we could collect your fingerprints. We put them on note cards. This has been, by the way, there are... Oh, 400 people here all at banquet tables all old people they don't have any context I'm just like I went from straight up like I love you guys high school note cards DNA and then I did you say the dreads that you touched no, the dreads no because I think that's I just don't want he's embarrassed of his dreads we'll, we'll talk about that in a second I chose not to say that instead I said we even stole your water bottle and chugged your backwash amongst oh us because we were like we're drinking his DNA I was like I thought this was funny I was like we were and obsessed with you I, I, okay, in <laughs> retrospect, okay, by the way, no one laughed. Everyone's horrified. There is literally dead what? silence. There's no, no, it's awkward. And I, so I just keep going. Did Jeff People Ross do anything? Every time I tell this story, mm. did he like comment? Jeff Ross is, <laughs> no, he's confused too. Everyone, oh, no. I didn't give a chance for anyone Can to I not see be confused. This? A video of this? No. Oh, there, I don't think there is one. I'm going to find it. It was so, so I'm like, I don't care. I, I care, but I kind of don't care. I've just like bombed so many times. It's it really is not that it doesn't hurt as much anymore. Mm. Yeah. So then what I would have done in retrospect, let me just like rewind. <laughs> this is how I would have said it. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Okay. I am a giant music fan to the point that it becomes obsessive and scary. I've been to nine Taylor Swift shows this year. It's a little much. I have been this way since high school. I have always taken it to the extreme. I literally had beetle mania for the crows. I was a Duritz head. I would have said something. I would have just, just a dreadhead. I was yeah. A little on ramp to the insanity. Yes, because the insanity just came yeah. out of nowhere. That's because you love them so much. It's honest. And, and by raw. the way, I did lie. I didn't drink Adam Duritz's mm. backwash. It was John, was John Mayer's Mayer. backwash, oh. but it just still. But it took or the place Day. of a. The no, Howie Day. We stole his set sweat rag and we, oh, yeah. and we like inhaled <laughs> it like we were huffing. You, you got to go either way with it. You, you you do the on ramp. You acknowledge that what you're about to say is insane, so that they're like, okay, she's yes. joking around because she knows. Or you go oh, the exact ramp. opposite direction. You go, I drank your piss and I followed you <laughs> home and I went to your kids' room and I watched them yep. sleep. Either it's, way, would I did worked. not give them an on ramp. JK. I just flew off the highway, flipped the car six <laughs> times, it yeah. like wrapped around a tree, oh, you did and no. there were no survivors. Oh, yes. God. <laughs> and so then, um, so I did why I chose to say lie and say the backwash story is A, because I would have done that had we gotten his water yeah. bottle oh, yeah. without question. We so I didn't yeah. feel bad lying about that just because it would have been true had we had it. Dasani. We just didn't have access You're to it. You're just combining stories. And B, 
The real story that's worse than that is that I grabbed his dreadlock as he was singing a song. Yeah, but he's white. So yes, you're allowed to do that. But grabbing any Yeah, that's true. It's like It's not like you're like like your hair is so pretty to I, someone with Thank like, God action. I didn't do it to Ben Harper. We were <laughs> yeah. also obsessed with him, but he yeah. was just sitting down with a a, a harp on his I'm lap the entire show. But I I I didn't grab it, let me be honest with you. I just swiped it. Like drifted my fingers through it like a wind chime uh-huh. <laughs> you know like i but he looked at me i will never forget he looked at me like get the fuck off me you dumb bitch which i completely deserved so i didn't want to retell that because i he didn't want him to it. remember or be triggered by an assault like that yeah. you know like i just didn't want to be one of those girls even though i was i would tell him this personally one-on-one mm-hmm. but like in the room before he's singing i didn't want to bring that up so then Jeff is, we're, it's kind of just like I'm running out of things to just, I'm trying to dig myself out of it. I'm like, I was just a huge fan. I wanted your DNA. Uh, but uh, I, like, then I'm realizing I'm bombing and the sweat is accumulating on my lower back. There's a droplet that's sliding down into Uh-oh. my butt crack, which always <laughs> happens when I bomb. If it gets to my butt crack, that means there's no saving it. So there's yeah. always a droplet like a that forms immediately. Yes. A barometer. Maybe. It's it's like the ball dropping on New Year's Eve. And <laughs> Was Adam no responding back. to this at all? Is he just like nodding? Like, okay. So Adam's there with his girlfriend. So I also would have liked to say <laughs> some kind of acknowledgement of like, I... You know, like to make it not sexual, I think it was too, like, even though I was, I set myself yeah, as a like teen. 15. Th- I know some, I have some girlfriends who would have been like, and then this bitch was like going on about how she like wanted his DNA when she, mm. and like, it <laughs> yeah. would have just been like, I didn't need to hear that. He's my man. Like, but luckily I met her afterwards. She was not like that at all. She was like smiley, so nice, so sweet. But so then I go to Jeff and I was like, can I introduce them? Like, as I'm like, trying to dig out i was like mm-hmm. are we ready no i just turned to jeff i go are we ready because then they're set up for mm-hmm. there's you know the plugs are uh, the guys have uh, set up the guitar stands and everything mm-hmm. and um i go can, can i do it and then i was like ladies and gentlemen one of the greatest bands of all time which i thought was good just like cut to the chase like counting crows and then i bring them up they walk up and i'm already looking at adam like i'm sorry that was so weird you know like <laughs> and i've never even met him before except for you know in 2000 when i grabbed his dread and that wasn't really a uh, that wasn't a particular he was acquainted cute. whether he liked it or not <laughs> he remembered yeah. your hand and suddenly he was triggered yeah. <laughs> yeah, he saw your hand and was like, no. <laughs> and the DNA we got, we have been working on a clone. So I have had that thing in my closet. Where is that? It's in one of our closets. Do you yeah. have it? I mean, we went to Leslie Lammer's house afterwards. Yeah, I remember. And we put, no, I've seen it since She's then. I love her so much. Okay. Okay. I've seen it since then. So, Oh, really? Some, it and might be in my it. house. You have it. Find the it. clone? Um, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a, it yeah, a clone card with all the oh. DNA. It's like under the bed. Like, Does it move around? No, he can't talk. Oh, okay. It's, it's a really, we fucked it up pretty bad. Oh, really? Oh his, we have a couple arms. His arms he's are coming like, out of his head. He's like, like that kind of just a, where yes. they pull the old lady out from under the bed. Yes, I've like, read about that one. I wow. hear it's scary. It's so good. So, um, yeah, we, I have forgot to feed it. I have to go feed the, uh, the Adam clone later. But, um, <laughs> It's just it just Ooh. makes it a little, play like, guitar at least. I mean, it just does <laughs> no, it just like gurgles. He, he thinks he's playing the guitar, but he only has like one arm, and the other one's like kind of yeah, a claw. Yeah, sometimes we just set a goes, guitar next to it. <laughs> I don't think Adam can play guitar. Actually, I think he's only oh. uh, like, he bounces around in and the music videos. He even videos. said that when he sat down to play piano, he said, "This is the only song I can play on piano." Because then he played. He's so that's just the voice. As, as we cross paths, he says to me. He was like, here's some more DNA or something like as he shook <gasps> oh, my hand. Cool. Oh. He made some joke. 
there we go. So he's he got, on board. He was cool. And then that maybe that's why, in retrospect, I didn't give a fuck because he didn't yeah. care. Yeah, yeah, he thought it was funny. And I'm sure. I love him so much, you guys. He goes on stage and oh my god, I'm like getting goosebumps just thinking about it. He he talks about Bob and he talks about this event that he's been playing. He's like, I'll always play this event. He's done it before in the past. It's been going on for 30 years. Um, and then he says that Bob introduced him like Bob took him under his wing and like really brought him around the comedy community and he was like and I got to know comedians I got to be around comedians and he talked with such reverence which by the way I, I just as a comedian I never hear people be like I mean it's not that I never hear people be like comedians starstruck. Like, wow but like I never hear someone who I look at as a fucking seminal artist yeah. being like in awe of what we do and he said direct quote he was like and man comedians <sighs> What they do is so much harder than what we do. So much harder. And it was like, it was apropos of nothing. Honestly, there was no reason for him to to say that in that moment. I needed to hear it because I have such, um, I just have such shame about not being able to be a a musician that I want to be. Well, he was commenting on your intro. Oh yeah, he's just like wow to to survive that to not go up <laughs> to, to your room and hang yourself tonight. Live after, after this. this. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a long December for Nikki. Jesus, <laughs> to th- yeah, rectifying uh, that situation. So closing time. <clears throat> so he uh, <laughs> he said that, and he goes, <clears throat> he's he said, um, you know, I'm there's. I, which I would argue with him on this. He said that you know they put themselves out there in such a different way. Um, which I, I do disagree with because, and I've talked about this on the pod before, but you know, when, and I, and I just, let me just caveat this. Also, I just heard Joe List podcast, um, mental metal jacket or something it's called. I don't know what it's called, but it's really good. It's Joe List podcast where he talks about mental health and, um, he had on Henry Phillips, who is one of my favorite comedians and writers and jokes. He's just one Punch of the funniest the guys ever. Punching the Clown, a movie that I'm in, and Punching Henry, the sequel, which I'm also in. But he had Henry on, and we were listening to that podcast this weekend, me and my friend Sean, and they were talking about singing and how, because Henry sings in his act, and he also is a comedian, but how singing is, Joe was making the same point I make, which singing is so, I think, much more vulnerable than being than being a comedian and being yourself, because I think it's so embarrassing to be like, I'm going to... He compared it to character work too. Like if you're a comedian doing like voices and like big bits where you're doing act outs, it's so much more putting yourself out there if that bombs and you're, because there's effort behind it. There's clear effort. Whereas if I'm just on stage telling you about my trip to Starbucks in my normal speaking voice and I have a couple jokes that don't do well, there's not a lot of putting out on the line because Mm. I didn't, I'm not trying whether or not I'm yeah. even if I'm talking about my vagina, if I'm doing it like this in a conversational tone or I'm talking about something that is like, you know, seems really like, wow, Nikki, thank you for sharing that. I'm not trying because I'm just talking like this. Like, it's not like I'm doing it like this and I'm tank like that. I realize what makes me nervous is effort. Yeah. yeah. Because if I put in effort and it fails, that's so much more embarrassing than no effort. And that's why I do think that musicians for me, do something that's harder because especially ones that sing songs that they wrote because it's so... And you add sincerity on top of effort uh, and you're like, oh my God. moaning. Singing is crying. (laughs) Singing's like, is... It reminds me of doing sketch comedy, which I think is the saddest way to bomb because 
if you bomb with sketch comedy, I just remember doing shows and then having to like pack up all my props that didn't work to put on a plane. Like, oh no, this fake chicken has to go in this bag. (laughs) No one laughed at it at all. Yeah, Rick Glassman uh, uses a puppet on stage and he says when he gets home at night, sometimes he like takes it out and like tucks it in. And he's like, that's the saddest night of my life is like taking it out and like arranging it so it's like propped up perfectly and kind of just like closing its eyes and like just um, any effort, like even in my own act, like when I write a bit that has some sort of memorization value to it, where it's like it it hinges on me, like remembering this thing and then saying this thing and then doing this thing and then sticking the landing. Like even that I get so nervous because if that bombs, it's so that bead of sweat will start forming. Whereas if I just like shooting from the hip talking about something and it doesn't go well, there's no... I, I didn't lose anything because I didn't try. Uh-huh. So you can't be mad at me if it's bad. My whole life is this. Yeah. I I pack my schedule so that if you go, Nikki, that thing sucked that you did. I'll go, well, I'm so busy. It should suck. Look at my schedule. <laughs> but if I, and Chris the other day was like, you got to clear out your schedule. You got to make time to work on the special. And like, all you do is the special. All you do is the podcast, voice lessons, and the special. Nothing extra. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Because if the special's not good, I'll have no excuse. Because you're a three on the Enneagram. Really? Oh. Is that what threes do? Yes. If you, you start even like being like, I think something's wrong with me if you're not busy because you need to be occupied all the time. But it's but is it inherently an excuse for a low self-esteem, which you don't want to be revealed for? Because if you if you try at something and it fails, that means you're bad at it. Because yeah. you tried, but if you Fear don't try, you can always say, I'm not bad. I just didn't try. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. So then Adam Duritz, <laughs> this is my second favorite part. He goes, you know, he's like saying comedians, what they do is so much harder. He was like, they really put themselves out there. He was like, and that's why I'm just, I'm in, I'm in awe of these guys. And he catches himself saying guys. And he's kind of like re- referencing me and Ronnie and Jeff that are kind of standing to the side. Che's long gone at this point. Um, but he's like, you know, that's why I'm in awe of these guys. And then he like positions himself on the piano to start playing and he goes, and Nikki. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yes, because I, I don't care when guys say guys for women. I'm not like yeah. in the now and then movie where it's like, we're girls. <laughs> Some of us are girls. There's like a line in that movie. But um, just that he said my name was like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so then. Then, this is the cool part. Okay, so he played three songs. The first song was beautiful. I don't remember what it was. The second song, he kept making a joke before each song. The first song he did, he was like, he said something about, um, at the beginning, like, all of these songs are about Bob. I wrote them all about Bob. But he was, like, saying, like, they aren't. But, like, Mm -hmm. let me just pretend, like, they are. Like, this is a night for Bob. So Mm -hmm. it was kind of established that that was the joke or whatever, that these aren't going to be about Bob. But, like, let's just say they are. So... This he goes in the song and he goes and so this this next song is also this is a hundred percent about Bob Saget and then he plays the song and in the song is a character's name Bob he's like it's the song is about a guy named Bob and you can see his face as he's singing it like whoa and then he finishes the song and he's like can I just say I didn't remember that song <gasps> had Bob in the name it was so weird that I said it was going to be about him and then Bob he was like. And maybe if you're not an artist, and I don't mean to be like, as an artist, I can totally relate to this. But you might go, how did he not know Bob was in the name? Sometimes I tell a joke and I have, like, there are kids in the room and I don't realize, oh, fuck, this joke. 
uh, to use the word again, hinges on the fact that I say I squirted it all over his face or something. I'll like forget <laughs> that that's in the joke, like, you know? So there's all the time that you have content within these things that you've made and been doing for years that you forget like what it even is. You're like thinking of your grocery list. So then he was like, that was so weird. Like, he's kind of like, I can't even believe that. And then I just grabbed Jeff and I was like, that was Bob. Mm. I was like, oh. Bob oh. is in the fucking room tonight. There's no question that Bob was like, oh, you're going to make a little joke about these songs being about me? You're going to sing a song me, bitch. with my name in it and make everyone think about me and everyone's going to tear up because it's it sounds like it was about a tall man named Bob, like the song was. And it wasn't what even a song is this. I, I, maybe look up the lyrics, Noah, like um, Counting Crows, Bob, Tall, because I think those were three wor words that were in it. I'd appreciate it if you would, um, just so people could maybe go give it a listen. So then... Um, uh, Jeff was like whoa that was and I don't like to think of I just felt Bob in the room and that's what I said on stage I was like I just love this night because I like I feel like he's here it's just such a celebration of him his wife was there Kelly Rizzo who I absolutely love we got to like hang out and talk about her appearance on Special Forces which is that show where celebrities go on and like have to tough it out <laughs> and um, it was really fun to talk to her about that and how I want to do that show someday hell yeah but then um after the show, oh, so after the show, the show ends, oh, then they play Long December. And let me just say, thank you, Adam Duritz, because sometimes he can get a little liberal with what he wants to do with the song. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like he can change it a little bit and be like, long it's been December. a long December and uh -uh. there's reason oh, yeah. to believe. Aquarius Maybe, like, ass. Yeah. No, I hate oh, yeah. That. You could probably Enneagram him. But he, <laughs> you know, he just does that. He like likes to mix it up for himself. It's his prerogative um but he fucking stuck to the song and he only Hell did yeah. one part where it was like and you know what i really loved that he stuck to was there's um at the very end it goes na 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 and i really didn't think that he would stick this part but he goes na 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 yeah 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 he did that part and it was like yes you, th that's the part you don't we would, we would be okay if you didn't do that because it's an <laughs> aw, 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 aw. but it's such an essential part of the song it was so good and then afterwards and everything he said like as someone who speaks for a living and just got done being a total mush mouth and literally not making any sense when I did his intro mush mouth. he <laughs> was so amazing at what he said it was all poignant it was like tear jerky it was just like usually musicians are like eh, zip it like just sing but he really said some good things so afterwards, I was like, I really want to meet him. But I'm like, also, I kind of said that I wanted his DNA and I don't want to go up and like his girlfriend's there. I don't want her to feel like I'm like trying to make, I don't know. I just didn't want it to feel weird. So I was like, and Jeff is friends with him. And so I was like, Jeff, will you introduce me to Adam Duritz? Which I have, I really think this is the first time in my life I've ever asked someone to introduce me to someone. Uh -huh. I am not someone who does that. I think it's kind of annoying, like do it yourself. And so Jeff's like, sure. And then I was like, no, that's stupid. I'll just go up to him. Like, I don't know what I'm thinking because Jeff's like, I really want to go. But I was like, no, Jeff, I can do it. And he was like, no, 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 I'm going to. So Jeff goes over, introduces me to him. And I'm just like, I love you. I was like, I just need you to know you are so talented. I felt like his grandmother. I was like, you have so much talent. What you said. And I said, your voice has not changed. I was like, your so voice handsome. sounds just such a, yeah. Yeah. a candy. You're just the goodest yeah. boy in the Are world. Are they feeding you yeah. on the road? <laughs> yeah. Um, I just told him, because his, his voice sounded, it hasn't aged at all, and voices obviously age so much. It made mm -hmm. me laugh on the girls' chat the other day when Hala was talking about aging. 
And Holla was like, I don't care. Holla talks everything like this. <laughs> I don't even care this about is the, that. The, to, for those of you who are keeping score, this is the friend who pees when you, she laughs too hard. Holla's like, oh, and I know Holla's listening now. Holla was like, I don't even care about like wrinkles and like my face like sagging. I don't care at all. Like, I'm just trying to all. live and I don't care adventures. about gray hair. All I care is I like don't want like an old voice. Like a weird <laughs> old. It was making me laugh so hard that Holla doesn't care about anything except having like a Oh, 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 voice. She doesn't want to be like her mom, <laughs> like this, but still have an old voice. Yeah, her Mrs. mom's Holly's voice mom, is like this. Yeah, it, you it, can't girls, help it. Her mom had a girl grow, growing up, and we were girls. always we would always wake up to girls. Do you, it was like <laughs> wake up, girls. girls. Would you let some chocolate chip cookies, girls? I made some graham cracker crusts. <laughs> it was always she was like the most chipper woman. Um. I we, ran four miles. Would you like three cookies yeah, each? She had a very active mom. And now her mom, Hala's mom, is obsessed with veterans for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard. Because it's so sweet. But her mom, like, on Instagram is constantly posting things about, like, honoring our veterans. She's always doing, like, a veteran's run, a veteran's swim. Like, she's always posing next to someone who Weird. looks like a corpse like and she's like <laughs> she's always like leaning down next to their win- wheelchair like thank you for your service i think it's probably some way for her huh. to feel connected to her father who's probably passed or, or something, something. Yeah. yeah but i <laughs> i'm so it's veterans day and i wrote tala you better fucking wish your mom a happy veterans <laughs> yeah. day and she was like thank you so much for this reminder she was sincere about it i was like oh i was just joking but she was like no this is gonna get me she'll so be many points. so mad if i don't but yeah i always think about lisa holly when i think about veterans i think it's so sweet that she's passionate about them Okay, we got to go to break. I'll uh, come back and tell you more stuff when we get back. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Tired of hair removal tools that just don't cut it? Conair Bomb gives you smooth, flawless results while putting you firmly in control. From achieving that silky smooth skin to boosting your inner confidence, Conair Bomb is all about helping you elevate your self-care game. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is important to keeping you feeling confident and empowered. It's time to take your hair removal routine to the next level. You can trust Conair Girl Bomb to get the job done right. Conair Girl Bomb gives you the secret weapons for achieving powerful results with ease. Designed with women in mind, these tools boast the Sassy Girl Bomb Grip for unparalleled handling and precision, along with professional grade blades to deliver results that you used to only get from men's tools. No more compromising. So, to all you incredible women out there, treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Don't settle for anything less than perfection. Elevate your grooming game with Conair Girl Bomb. Available now at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. 
I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. All right, we're back. So, Brian, you were saying before, and you agree with me, watching stand-up as a stand-up comedian, no thank you. Like, going yeah. to a stand-up show. What was the last stand-up show you went to? That I um, that I just bought in tickets the, to? In the seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't remember, but years. I mean, I've... I went to see Patton Oswalt in San Diego uh, before he filmed his last special, um, which, you know, he wasn't, he was, uh, the special wasn't ready. So it was just kind of like watching someone try to figure stuff out on stage for mm. an hour. So not like, okay. not locked in. Well, I kind of like that. Uh, show me, I need to see more of that. I want to see comedians not being amazing. Yeah. Uh, and like, uh, that's what the show is know, good. It, the show is good. It's just, you know, uh, yeah, he's one of the best. So he's yeah, one of the, I mean, good. he is one of the best comedians of all time. I just saw him of early on developing his hour and I was like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I see. I've seen enough comedy that like, I'm not interested in seeing. I know what's happening. Someone right figure now. it out. I yeah. want to see his bits at the end when they're all finished and like, oh, my God, that's genius. Did I tell you about the trick about bringing your notes on stage? Have I talked about that on here? No. What's the trick? I want to know. Um, okay. Well, I ran into, I think, Whitney Cummings. I mean, I don't think it was. I know it was. I'm just trying to think if I should name names. But we were talking about <laughs> someone um, we were on a show with or something who had... Um, uh, oh, I know what it was. I was like, Whitney was leaving. I was coming to the improv. We were talking in the lobby. She was like, oh, I'm headed to Burbank right now to do flappers. And I was like, oh, God, Burbank. That's a far drive. She was like, I can't just, I can't develop material anymore in, in Hollywood. Like, there could be, like, the president of Paramount could be in the room. Oh, yeah. bomb working on a bit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh. yeah. And I go, you know what? And this is something I think I shared with her more than we came up with it together. But I was like, I've been seeing a certain comedians bringing their notes on stage and it is not because they need them. It's because it oh. gives what I was just talking about. If it's bad, you can go, they were not, they were working things out. They need to practice. So it excuses it. Yeah. But I saw this person using their notes and then I saw them two months later using their notes and doing the same jokes. And they, the bar gets so lowered if you see someone being like, this is some new stuff, you know, I'm going through. Yeah. But the person I confirmed it did not need their notes. Mm, and then subsequently, sneaky. everyone I would talk to about seeing this person would say, it was so cool the other night. I got to see him working on new stuff. And I oh. said, it's not new stuff. Oh. I've been seeing that. Same and I go, let me tell you the jokes they were working on. Da, 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 da. And they go, yep, yep, yep. And I go, I saw, I saw that two months ago. That is not new. That person gets on stage all the time. Yeah. That's, but it's, a, it's, it's smart. I don't begrudge that person because it, they have figured out a way to make it. That's alternative comedy, though. Is like this. It was this, you know, surge of you know. Janine Garofalo brought dead. notes on uh, her special on her HBO special <laughs> to make it look like I don't care because being like you don't care is care. It's care. Yeah. And so, um, but I. This is don't why like this is why either. LA is the worst place to do comedy. I think because the audience is always filled with agents or some or someone in the industry I know, I they're not good laughers believe how much people have seen me bomb I, yeah it's crazy you got to go up there and do your best to, you can't work on anything unless you're at very specific rooms where you just guaranteed no one's there 
but man, yeah. someone like me, it, it sucks. It fucking sucks. Because it's like, no one knows who I am. I go up there and it's like, if I don't do my best stuff, they're going to, their yeah. first impression will be, you're a piece of shit. And you're white. <laughs> I think what you do is you got to do your best stuff and then you pull out that little piece of paper and you go, here's some new stuff. I, and if it's yeah. not good, you put the paper back away and you get back to your good stuff. I don't, I, I, I go up there, I do my jokes. If they start bombing, I pull out a piece of paper and then I go, by the way, you know, I was, I was trying out these jokes on this piece of paper, but if it's doing yeah. well, I keep the paper in my back pocket and I say, I'm just fucking awesome. I brought a paper on stage the other night because I am working on memorizing like the order of this one bit. And I'm usually just like fucking grab bagging at shit on stage. And Brian is helping me very much on my special, like organize it and put it into an order. And so I wrote it all out in an order the other night. And I mean, it is, it was like a hundred words listed because it's like, you know, (laughs) I need to remember every little joke. So it's a hundred words for like a 10 minute bit. And I'm just... And I put it on the stool next to me and I just kept looking down. I felt so, I was so um, scared someone was going to be like, she wasn't even ready. But it was like, no, this is put more effort than I've ever put in my <laughs> life. Like I'm actually trying harder <laughs> on this show than you think. But it did feel weird to like look down at notes, even though I uh, definitely needed notes for the first 10, I would say six years of my career. I was like five. I was obsessed with bringing notes on stage. Yeah. I would never not. They become and, a crutch. Um, you, you, then yeah. you get to the point where you can't do it without notes. Even if it's yeah, memorized. Now, I, I would never bring notes. Bring notes on stage is crazy to me now. But, um, but uh, and that sounds like a brag, but it's just, it's just whatever you do. Like, the habits you form stick. So, okay, getting to the point. Have you ever heard of Sebastian Maniscalco? I've Taylor? heard of him, but I don't know. Okay, that's good. That's good enough. Um, so, on Saturday night, I was in Atlantic City. I was at the Hard Rock. It was an amazing show. So much fun. Thank you to everyone who came out and also in Rehoboth Beach. You guys were a little rowdy, a little different, but I also appreciate <laughs> you. And I met one bestie backstage in Rehoboth because it wasn't a meet and greet, but he, um, I forget how, I, I f- figured out some way to get him back. And, I'm, you know, if you, if you try very hard, you can find a way um, always. But if you can't, it's not because I like barge you from it. Um, okay. And then Saturday Atlantic City, I do my show, I do my meet and greet. And then Matt, my tour manager, is like, hey, the um, promoter is pr- uh, doing Sebastian's show too at the Borgata. It's across the way. Do you want to go see it? He's doing a 10 o'clock show. And I was like, yeah. Well, you know, before the show, he actually brought this up. I was like, yeah. But I was also thinking, there's no fucking way I'm going to want to go see a show after I've done a show mm. and a meet and greet mm-hmm. and eaten mm-hmm. too much for dinner and oh, just been like, I yeah. want to just go to bed. But I was like, no, let's go. Because it was me, Anya, my friend Sean O'Brien. I was like, let's go see Sebastian. So we get in a van. We drive over to the Borgata. We get like eighth row and we are in the spotlight. Like there's no way we can get out early. Like this is, <laughs> I don't sit in seats like this to see. I, I just, is never, doesn't happen to me. But I'm like, you know what? This is like, actually I'm in a really good mood. I'm in the, the stage is in, in the center. And then it's a, you know, it's in the round. And I'm like, this is really cool. And let me just like, surrender to this night being like I'm in the audience Good like turn up, take off your little like comedian brain yeah. and have fun I can't do that and you would have been able to in this moment I'm not kidding you because I was fighting it the whole time and it kept happening so then so, so uh, Sebastian comes out and I have announcement um, he's my favorite comedian um, I think he's uh, he's up there with Louis he's up there with Burr he's up there with Carlin he's up there I mean he is mm-hmm. Patton. We're talking about the Chappelle. 
Sebastian Maniscalco is one of the greatest comedians who will ever live. It was so fucking funny. And I do say that like him because it was fucking hilarious. It was, it was so good. It was, uh, all I can say about it is that it was, if he would have just been standing at a microphone, uh, resting his leg on a stool or sitting on a stool, Marin style, Cosby style, uh, if he was raping some girl in the back, <laughs> if he no, uh, if he was just standing there, it would have been just as funny. So I think that I used to have it in my head that Sebastian was a lot of like, not gimmicks, but I think some people can think he's gimmicky because it's very he's very active and and he acts out things and he does character voices and he does like weird inflections with his voice. Final thought: Sebastian doesn't need any of that shit. That adds color and a pastiche. I don't know what that word means, but it feels right. <laughs> that adds texture to an already A plus set of material and jokes. There was, if you read it in a transcript, you you'd be laughing. He could write a book and you'd be laughing, and you don't need to hear his cadence. But adding his cadence, his rhythm, his um, almost like ballet type uh, limberness and and just choreography through the show was so fun. It took me on a fucking journey. I felt a rejuvenated sense of like, wow, this is the best art form ever. It was like seeing Eras tour. Awesome. It was like, it was, because he would he would turn around yeah. in the round so perfectly. He'd be facing you and then he would turn and then it's his back's to you. But then you look up and there's a screen and then he's right there. So like you're always... He's always right there. He then did crowd work for a bit. The lights came up and he made fun of people and it was so just, you know, pitch perfect. But he also like didn't shy away from being dirty. He didn't shy away from being weird. He didn't shy away from being um, uh, really inappropriate. He, um, at one point he made a joke about uh, Make-A-Wish kids that was like in the joke, right? And he was, you know, it was, I'm not going to kill the joke, but he he does something to make a wish because that isn't that nice, right? He like <laughs> he he, trip, he takes he the doesn't wish. he doesn't do anything violent, but he yeah he kind of like he, he butts them in line <laughs> essentially is the joke, and then he you can tell it's like a I don't I'm not that well versed in his material to know, but I felt like it was like maybe a departure for him to make a joke that kind of dark, right? So then he stops and he's like, I just want to take a break and say. That was a joke, okay? <laughs> I don't want any letters tomorrow where you write, I, I have a Make-A-Wish kid, and he insinuated <laughs> that they cut him in line. He goes, that was sarcasm. He was like, he, it, which is it's not the first time a comedian's done that to like take a break and walk you through like why that's a joke, but it felt the way he did it was so funny and also left no room for anyone to be offended. And he really explained what it was and that it wasn't, um... And and he had a venom for the person that would write that. He wasn't like, I'm sorry. There was no like, it was like, you're a fucking idiot. He didn't say that, but you are an idiot if you would ever get offended by that. Um, and it was just, I don't know. I, and being with Anya and like laughing next to her, can I just say, it's pretty fun to go to comedy shows with friends and sure. like, and share laughter with people and like turn around and go like, it's so true. Oh my God. <laughs> that thing he did about Venmo. I just, I heard around me people got guys going, I got to remember that one. Like everyone <laughs> is just, and then there's couples that are pointing to each other. Like you're the one that does that. It's so fun. And I got to say, people should go to more comedy shows. I should go to more. And yeah. I did feel a little bit like watching how great he was. I felt a little bit like Ashley Simpson at Taylor Swift's concert. But I will say, I, I don't <laughs> say that disparagingly. I am 
definitely on the same path as Sebastian Maniscalco. I worked with Sebastian Maniscalco in 2009 or 10. And I don't remember him being this fucking good. Yeah. So in my mind, that that is a nice... I remember him being good, but I don't remember being like jaw on the floor like I feel like right now good. And so that that soothed me that he has 10 years on me, is 11 sure. years on me. And he blew up um, just over the last like four or five years. I can get there. Yeah. And like, and that we're all... I'm, I'm on that same trajectory like escalator but only if i fucking put the work in because let me say this is the difference between sebastian and anyone else who's been doing it as long as him this guy is obviously very naturally talented the amount of work i've been putting in on my special recently is is indicated to me like okay this is what this is what it takes to be that and so it's it's made me realize that that this guy works a lot harder than most people and is um, and that's what it takes to be a Taylor Swift. That's what it takes to be the best at what you do is not just natural talent. It's like it's work. And oh, yeah. I I wrote something about him on Instagram the next day being like it was so good, uh, you know, on my story. And he wrote back like a really nice thing about it's always an honor to have another comedian so in the crowd. Cool. And I know Sebastian like I've no I run into him at shows and stuff. And I, you know, we don't stay for each other's sets. I just know that he's horrible to follow because it's it's just he's too he's unfollowable because he's too funny and everyone just <laughs> is like, well, nothing can beat that because it's just it's too good and it's true. Um, but he wrote back and um, I I I I wanted to write to him. I fear for you the next time you see me because I am going to be asking so many questions about. <laughs> everything that your process like how you do this and i will be using masking tape on my fingers and putting them on a note card later and i will i will take your water bottle and it was scotch it tape it's yeah scotch tape is what i meant not masking tape it was scotch tape i in my mind so we could see the disgusting so we could see the cells yeah. with impregnated with his yeah juices. the greasy cells yes of the dreads. dread juice. Um, dreads. Yeah, I just, uh, I wrote to, I wrote to, I, did I write to you, Brian? I wrote to so many people like, my life is changed. <laughs> Sebastian is the best I'm comedian have to look in him up. the world. He's, oh, he's so funny. I, I gotta say, like, it, the live show of, I'm gonna fly Chris out. To, we're gonna go see him. Like, I'm gonna find his show again or go to the, because I think he has a residency at the Borgata. It is worth the $300 ticket, whatever it is. It's fucking worth it, dude. It is it's a show I'll never forget. And I've been to nine era shows and I will remember, I will remember this one as much as all of those. Like it was, yeah, you put it all I, together. You know, he's got, he's got the material. He's got the persona. He says things funny. He acts out things funny. And it's just like one of these guys that is like a direct line to your, to you laughing. It's not like, Oh, I thought about that. And it's <laughs> funny. It's like, you're laughing at just like the aura of what's happening on stage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just, a, I don't know. It just Kind of like Patrice. Then, like when Patrice steps yeah. on stage, it's just like, when, no matter what this guy does now, it's going to be funny. His material doesn't even have to be that good, oh, even fuck. though it is. That's what it's Sebastian so has reached, maybe. I listened to Patrice's special in the car on the way to Atlantic City with, um, with Sean when we were driving. And it's so fucking good. And I love, he actually has the same argument that I have. I felt very much seen because I don't, I, f I wouldn't say famously, but I notoriously don't care if my partner were to be attracted to other women, have other women be attracted to him, whatever. True. And I've always felt weird about that. But Patrice says that women, you should want that because men wanting women is like a fisherman. 
and you got to go out and fish and you don't keep every fish you get. You just want to reel it in and say, I could get this. <laughs> and you should want men to want to feel like they still want to fish. And uh, he says, a wife is just a fish that jumps in your boat after you're trying to release it. <laughs> and just it's got well, lipstick keeps jumping on. back in. <laughs> and then they say, you can never fish again. You, this, <gasps> this should be enough for you. Don't ever. You don't, and he's like, I just want to get it and then like pose with it. You know, like I just want to take a picture <laughs> with my catch. I want to be able to say I could do it so that I feel vital and alive. It doesn't mean I'm going to. And then he has a whole, I mean, his whole thing about we cheat. For you, <laughs> I'm trying to find some happiness without hurting your feelings. It's for you. It's so good. Yeah, he's he's incredible. God damn and he it. does that whole special. He talks about how he's has diabetes and he can't. Yeah, he talks about his food addiction. Tastes like uh, his wife, his girlfriend tasted his piss and it tasted like fruity pebbles. And birthday cake or birthday cake yeah yeah she was like honey your your piss is scrumptious he was it's like that's just, love <laughs> the fact that he only had one special is just a crime crazy. against comedy mm, it is he had his half hour special also yeah but mm -hmm. when he was fully formed and he did elephant in the room that is the pinnacle of comedy it cannot Agreed. get better than that and i can't even imagine what we lost i mean the amount of uh, it's just it's the same thing with with him with Carlin. It's just like Geraldo, Geraldo, yeah. Hedberg. I think of all the little jokes that would are yeah, and I, just not being written because Hedberg's not alive. I want to know mm. what their perspective is on what's happening in the world today. That's what we you lost. Go to most heaven. of all, mm. yes, is that perspective? We lost Geraldo right before. I guess not right before Trump, but we lost Carlin and him right before all that. It would have been nice. Oh to yeah, have. disaster. But at least we have um, insert comedian who never says anything about anything to listen to. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. Yeah. Uh, but at least we still have that person we still <laughs> putting have out specials Brian regularly. Frangie. <laughs> no, yeah, you've got stuff to say. Um, and by the way, Brian will be opening for me coming up in Brea. Um, I think that's the first weekend in December. Um, yeah, December sixth or something seventh six, yeah seventh, something eighth. like that yeah sixth seventh eighth in brea california at the improv if you want to come see um me there i will be at uh the tempe improv this weekend thursday and friday with pete lee two oh. shows thursday two oh, shows I mean, friday yeah. just added a thursday show i know i'm so excited pete lee and then i will be in portland on saturday night so get those tickets and we just announced um florida dates i'll be in uh fort pierce and daytona beach um, in January, I think it's the 20th and the 24th or something like that. Um, you can Pierce. Check. Never heard of that. I know. I don't know what that it's is. Badass. Andrew Collin messaged me and said I could stay with his dad on his farm. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. When I'm doing that gig. So maybe I'll do that and see that little donkey again that we pet. But um, okay. So yeah, you can get those tickets. Um, they go on sale Friday, but um, pre-sale is on now for both of those shows. And you just type in good at pre-sale and you get uh, pre-sale prices for those Florida shows. So I'll see you on the road. Thank you for listening. Uh, don't be ca and Taylor, do you want to take this one? <laughs> I wasn't prepared. Just touch a dread if you can. But not on a black person. No, only on a white person. Oh, let me redo it. Just touch a white dread. Just touch a white dread. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. 
Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We are talking every single episode of every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits. Streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You gotta check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show.